Is these bell peppers? Yep. Yep. Put some peppers bell in pepper. there. Yeah. So it's yep. a, you like actually I did, did. Yes. Yeah. But again, just just doing it doesn't make it good, you know. And that's that's how it's the bar that keeps you know no, you have to set for yourself. Yeah, so I'm yeah. so glad when you took that bite. <laughs> He's like, like, I need to put more seasoning for this black bitch. or McDonald's night? For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there, so did she have a rotation of frozen dinners that you would get then bored with of like, oh, this one again, the hungry man? Yes. It was like lasagna. Mm, okay. Salisbury steak, um, like veggies and like other kind of stuff. And I was just like, why? But why? you, <laughs> like, we never really had, like, my mother, she was, because growing up, she had cancer, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely had to. Like, she was Make sick. it quick, yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, not as strenuous, so. Right, right. It was you and how many? Um, me and my three other siblings. Three siblings. Yep. Mom with cancer, too. Dad mm-hmm. around? No, dad wasn't around. <sighs> I don't know if you heard my joke about, like, the Wendy's joke, the 444. I heard, so. I started, I cracked up first when you started your set. By the way, <laughs> thank you so much for coming to hang out. This is just how it always starts. Ooh, nice. Everybody, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Dorothy! Hey. Uh, do, 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 do. Wonderful comic <laughs> who, I. you've been in, Are you're based here, right? Yeah, I'm based, I'm Boston based. That's crazy, because I've been here for so long and we just crossed paths. I know, right? So it's so weird that even in a smaller scene like this, you know, not like a New Yorker in LA or something, right. it's still, you're like, oh, hey, cool, I haven't. I haven't met you yet. You're That's right. fun. Yeah, and it's it like a cool, cool feeling of like, yes, I don't I don't know everybody yet. There's still yeah. stones to be uh, uh, turned over. Right, so. right. I was laughing because when we were talking, yeah. I was like, are you performing? You was no, like, oh my <laughs> God, that was so funny. We were just hanging out, yeah. chatting, having a good time. Yeah. And then you were like, yeah, are you performing? I was like, yeah, I'm closing. The t- yeah. I'm closing tonight. <laughs> and I was like, that shows you how much I pay attention to the flyers and stuff. Like so the group good. chats. Yeah. Like, who ca- like as long as you like, get it, who cares about like who's doing what exactly? Because then yeah. when you do cross paths, you don't have that like preconception of somebody. Right, you know? right, right, right. Like, true, true, true. Uh, you just lovely, by the way, for yeah, this podcast. I'm still yeah. in sweatpants. No, you're so good. So like, I, I would be very too. underdressed right <laughs> no, now. No, you're um, fine. You're fine. So I did not hear the four for four joke. So I was cracking up when you did the. Uh, I came here from Texas and I'm still trying to figure out the fuck why I say Yeah, so, right, I am. Pull that right. in also if you want to get closer. Oh, okay. That, that, yeah, yeah sure. that's... Okay, and yeah. you can drop it too yeah. if you want. Okay. Let me... Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm like, I have a short torso. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Awesome. So yeah, what was the four for four? So the four for four is like, um, you know, growing up in Texas, I didn't have a dinner table. Me and my siblings would turn my mom around and eat off her ass. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's just how big it was <laughs> for me. Nah, <and> that Wendy's. <laughs> oh fuck! I missed that one too. Damn it! I was. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. 
And then, because uh, you actually, you know, like, was dad in the home? And it's yeah, like, yeah. N- my mom had four kids by four different baby fathers. No shit. Yeah. Um, that's what we like to call a fo fo fo. Okay, there it is. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, yeah. So, so four siblings. Yeah. But you're like, they're all half siblings. Yeah, half siblings. Yeah. Wow. Was that ever any like contention you guys did you guys get along yeah um so it's just funny so my oldest brother um he was like nigerian he had a nigerian dad he was like the first child um but he ended up passing away actually he passed away before my mother like within a 10 month span of my, my mother yeah bro- a, wow yeah i know right that's a ugh, weird no parent should have to bury their child yeah, exactly and i think like after that I, we obviously it's we came to the conclusion that like my brother was the favorite because she was like fuck y'all i'm gonna just like leave <laughs> like 10 months later she was like you know what? i lost my first child i'm like i'm over I'm it heartbroken like, yeah, now. Or yeah. Whatever. My, yeah my firstborn see ya goodbye this world is no more no more for me <laughs> right exactly exactly and so um then it was my other brother and it's just so funny because like when you're little you really don't really know what's going on in the adult world and then when you grow up you're like wow my mother was promiscuous or a narcissist or or both both or both (laughs) that's true right so all siblings all got along Mm -hmm. did you get along with mom too or because of that promiscuous and narcissism (laughs) as you may have figured yeah was she kind of, were you kind of like, oh, whatever? Yeah. She was like around. I got, uh, me and my mother, we had it from what I know, we had a decent relationship. Um, I was so young. She passed away when I was 10. So it was like, I had my, I had to compete with her attention with my youngest sister. Not, not to say me and my sister were in competition, but it was just like, I grew up around my older brothers and my sister was like the baby. So she was more attached to my mom where I was like kind of that like middle child, you know? And so I just did my own thing, you know? Yeah, you just all finding yourself. That's Mm -hmm. exactly, I feel like that's what every middle child says of like, I was just kind of there kicking around, figuring things out like myself, which then leads you to being an independent person, of course, but it does suck that that pride and independence comes from like, yeah. A lack of parental love and guidance. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, she was sick, like uh, from the chemo and yeah. stuff like that. So it was just one of those things where it's just like whatever. Like I, just, I had my friends to keep me like company and stuff like that. But so at ten, mm-hmm. she passes. Mm-hmm. Dad's not around. Yeah. Do you? Who? What do you? Who, what do you? What do you do as a 10-year-old? Someone has to take you in, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, while she was... So, it's just crazy because my father, quote-unquote... I feel like everyone knew their father. Like, my half-sisters on my my dad's side, it was, like, our oldest one. And she would always say, like, you're not my sister. You're not my sister. And she's, like, my other half-sister that's from my mom. She's, like, that's my sister and you're not. And I was, like, why would... She's always me when I grow up. I was, like, because... I'm that's actually not my dad he just kind of took me in or whatever and it was just weird it was a weird concept and as I grow older like I'm like damn I'm the only one who doesn't know their biological father you you know you haven't met him ever never never met him any desire to um no it's so come and go in waves too well it's so it's a thing this my my cousin was like I think like a curse was set upon your mom. Like literally, this is what my cousin said because she's like, um, like all my my mom's baby fathers, they all died. No yeah, shit. Yeah, and so the one that she got that bewitched pussy. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. 
this is true it's so funny and the the guy that they said possibly could have been my dad he he did used to come around when i was young i remember he also passed so it makes me think like was he my actual father so okay so it's not even like you've never met him the literally never known is like it's still just a question mark yeah. of who is the sperm donor right exactly yeah yeah wow so, i know does and like i said I, you know, does it come and go in waves of wanting to know, but. At this point, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, if my father, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is what's going to bring it. Right. He's gonna be, I, I knew I needed somewhere to be. <laughs> exactly. Right. It was like, oh, I knew. Yeah. How so, old are you now? If you don't mind me asking. I just turned 31 in August. Okay. Yeah. I, I turned 29 in September. So nice. we're right in that same pot. That's yeah. cr- the life experience you've had in mm-hmm. only a two year difference is just crazy to me because you is now also have three kids yourself. Yeah. No, I have one. Oh, you have one. Oh my, oh, go- my God. Oh, hell three. no. Oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I do not have that bewitched pussy. <laughs> So, you're, it's it, you're learning the ways though. Right, it's in yeah, your blood. Yeah, it's, it's in my. But I'm trying started. to break that generational curse. I'm like, oh no, the like the the I want to, but I'm like, no, no, you know. So no. so uh, is did this child's dad he around? Um, yeah, he's like around, but he's in Texas. So he yeah, so he's in Texas, but he's like yeah, he's he's around. I should say. around. Okay, yeah. so it's. You're you're still rocking that like mom child relationship, yeah, and doing it better than your mom did, yeah, for sure, yeah. I mean, my mom did the best she can, you with know, with a, a stack, yeah, a yeah. stacked deck against her too. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine. She probably was just trying to have some fun. That's something that we've talked about yeah. on this podcast before, of like, yeah. Your parents might not have been trying to have you when they had you. Yeah. It's like a classic sentence I've said multiple times. So back in the day, so being from Texas and being like the last state that got emancipated, um, you know, exactly like that's why they have Juneteenth. Um, And so my family is originally from Louisiana. So and it's so funny because my grandmother like when they did like the great migration like when everyone started dispersed from the south and Mm -hmm. started going to like chicago new york and you know and um california i'm like you could have went anywhere the fuck else and you just was like all right let's go one state over and then texas like you know it was like really grandmother like you can see the whole world yeah i don't want to go too far right um which is fine i love texas and stuff but it was just one of those things where it's just like like you could have done better (laughs) (laughs) also too i mean she couldn't have seen the way texas was gonna go right true you know Mm -hmm. so what could have been a good visual then yeah has evolved into something completely different is that why you got out yeah um well i mean no i love texas where i came from and just i just think that being there i'm actually moved from texas because i was like boston was the only like state that was hiring i had just lost my job they were doing like a big energy layoff Mm. um in the oil and gas field and i was like all right it's time to like switch it up in boston to where i kind of landed um yeah they were like literally in 2017 uh, i moved a merely a week before hurricane harvey and that was like the most like biggest hurricane like the a historical no hurricane. way like, you got out a week, week before a week before no i didn't even know yeah i was just like within, within 30 days i think i had like 
five job interviews lined up and so like out of those five I got three when I came and I drove all the way up here and then like right after I left like literally they were like oh it's a hurricane and then it was just like this big yeah it was flood. the yeah. one that destroyed yeah a lot city. of Texas yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and I was like wow that was crazy did your heart want to be back there or were you like thank god I got the fuck out when I did um it was both because I was just like my like people I've been experienced a lot of hurricanes in my lifetime but this was just like where i lived at like i've never seen the street flood the street flood they were saying like you know a part of me wants to be back home with my family and then another part of me was like wow like you know it was just kind of time and chance that i was able to like yeah like you know and said safe to just like you have you have to thank your lucky stars on some like no matter how bad you want to be there how bad you want to help you still have to be like yeah. I'm safe at yeah. least. So because just growing up the like Hurricane Katrina, like all of these other like Sandy, like all of these hurricanes were really bad just being out of school, being without power for like 2 weeks and stuff having like you know boiling water. Like it was crazy. I mean it took like New Orleans is still kind of recovering from yes. Katrina, right? Yeah, they are. They it's are. not fixed by any means. No, it's no. Cr- it's insane that yeah. that was 20 years ago at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that in that awesome George Bush doesn't care about black people <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah, Let's go yeah. back to that Kanye. Yeah, that was yeah. so much better than what's happening now. Yeah, George Bush was funny. Did you see the meme or the video where he was like ducking shoes and stuff? Oh, yeah, I mean, he was a bad. I mean, the the all I, I was so young then. You're this, you know two years old, so slightly better grasp of it. Yeah, the best. Like, my mom told me this, basically, of just, like, he wasn't a great politician, but he was a fun guy. He was a fun guy. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, he's dodging shoes. Yeah. He's throwing strikes after yeah. 9-11 right down the middle, yeah. wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> I'm just like, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now he... You know, he's a war criminal who paints horses. Yeah. You know, what's so funny is that growing up <coughs> around the time, because um, during yeah, 9-11. He's, he's your guy too, right? Yeah, he's Texas. Yeah, yeah, he's Texas. And so during um, 9-11, I just remember, I always have this funny joke um, that I do that I kind of like scratch because this is just like one of those jokes. But I was like, my mom passed away literally after 9-11. And so I make a joke like, and everybody's like, oh, you know, when I say that, they are like, oh, and I'm like, she'll be, ba- she'll be back. She invented ghost in like, you know oh <laughs> but it's just so funny because i remember 9-11 all the parents were like scrambling like to come pick up their kids from school and stuff in and texas in texas too. too and it happened in new york so but i guess they just thought like it was just terrorist attacks yeah. around and um given that george bush was from texas so maybe they thought that they were gonna do like great point yeah. yeah you know um and i'm like the only kid in the classroom even the teacher she had to go she's like i'm out of here like the other teacher had to come and like i'm like and i get home and i'm telling my mother like where the fuck were you like (laughs) that (laughs) every adult who's supposed to be taking care of me right now is mia (laughs) right and i was just like it was a crazy time but i just remember texas is was was a it was a crazy time growing up you know that texas has their own uh, state flag yeah, it's the... And their Pledge of Allegiance. I didn't know about the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. The Texas flat was the one star, right? Yep. And the big one and then the circle of it. Yeah, it's just like the, it's like the one star um, and then it has like the, like, like maybe like 12 stripes or something like okay. that or, or less than that or whatever. But it, 
they have their own. We used to have to say two pledges of, of allegiance. And the second one, after we do the United States, is like honor the Texas flag. Do you still remember it? I pledge allegiance to the Texas flag. <laughs> it's the same, I would it's love the it. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like... <laughs> Just sum out a couple words here yeah, and there. I literally. pledge allegiance to the Texas flag <laughs> of the not United States of America. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Right. And it was just crazy. I just remember during election two that it was a big thing where we were in the class. They used to make us, um, I'm proud to be an American where at least I know no, I'm, I'm free. free. Yes. You, would, you would have to sing that in the class. Not though? like actually, but the, it was a song that was like taught and embedded in us like in music class that we kind of like had, not like had to learn, but it basically they enforced it. Like Texas culture, like, oh my goodness, the Alamo, all oh, the trips to the Alamo, oh my goodness, <laughs> San Antonio, I can't. So this is not a white black latino culture thing. it's a texas culture texas thing. culture yeah interesting yep but then also at the same time <laughs> there's so great like much racism still so the yeah. fact that it's like yeah we're all texans except for you guys who aren't you know we're the pale ones so yeah. that means we're, we're ranked higher like i don't get it yeah. that yeah this like half hug mm -hmm. like we're texans but also mm -hmm. we still look different yeah like yeah so did you even fully embrace being texan because of that still like weird arm's length thing did you feel that arm's length because of your skin um i i don't feel like i feel arm like that like you know that kind of like split diversity mm -hmm. because i grew up like both sides of like well I guess in Houston, so that's where I'm originally from, but both sides. So I was like suburbans where I grew up white, like, you know, like grew up in a white part. Yeah. And then I also grew up in like a suburban, like black neighborhood too, on the other side of town. So I was able to get like both of that. But in terms of like, it's so many more black people, black Americans, um, in texas that it's just w one of those things that we have our it's a large community so it's like we stay within our community it's like if there is like white people or like you know that mm -hmm. and, and it's more latinos than it is any anybody right, else exactly like, you get what i'm saying so it's just it's like white people weren't like a threat to us maybe back you know in the days like for baby boomers but like yeah. in today's time it's like and like you give it a, if anything i'm worried about like the hispanic and the latinos like taking <laughs> over or doing anything like you know it's true <laughs> i mean it's hop skipping a jump right across, like exactly. it's right there yeah, and yeah. i i love my hispanic I'm, people there. i've never been to texas it seems yeah. like an interesting spot just it's dallas like, houston like yeah, those I love those cities and then though as you like branch further and further out it just becomes desert yeah yeah it does it's like flatlands like the more you get into it yeah like i've never been to like amarillo like i've never been like north texas dallas is probably like the furthest that i've have went like in terms of like north texas yeah and that's like, like that. it's pretty far away from houston right what is that like a couple it's hours like four four? Hour, well it's four hours it's like the same distance from new york to boston but it just seems huh. it, but it's all in one state it's that, all in one state yeah that's it's like when you drive thing. through new york you can drive nine hours and still be in new york yeah it's yeah crazy yeah, how yeah. big that state is yeah yeah so texas too like 
when you said you grew up, there was a lot of frozen meals that your mom was doing. <laughs> it yeah. was Wendy's and McDonald's. Texas yeah. has like this great barbecue culture oh, too. Yes. Was that something yes. that you like were a fan of or not really like participated in? I'm not saying like, did you do contests? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's always contests. Right. They, we have the rodeo is famous. You go, they have like great turkey. Le- it's almost like the fair. Uh, there's well, turkey legs at the rodeo. Yeah. Like they have like the carnival part of it and there's like big like turkey legs and stuff, barbecue, like, you know, s'mores, fried like desserts and stuff. It's just amazing. I The rodeo you have to go to the livestock rodeo first of all because they have nothing but like livestock like competitions game cowboy I, my dad used to be a cowboy he was like yeah i grew up have off- you ever have you ever roped yourself um i have i roped a cow before yeah i've got bucked by a cow like i used to grow up like in like my dad is from acres home that's like on the north side of houston yeah. and it, it's called acres home because like of the acreage of the homes that they are that they have like it's a lot of land um and so my grandmother used to have like um like half an acre and in the back my father is so freaking like country he lived in this like fucking trailer or whatever and i was like dad grandmother has like three rooms you can stay in <laughs> And you want to live in a trailer. Like, it's it was weird. It's, it's that Texas culture. Yeah, it was. And, and then in the back, there's, like, um like horse stalls and stuff like that. So my dad, he owned his own horse and carriage company um, and used to drive the carriages that were downtown by the aquarium. And actually, he was, like, one of the first, like, horse and carriage company in Houston. No way. Yeah. It's just funny, too. Like, that it's a cliche, of course. Like, don't judge a book by its cover. But like I said, you lovely hoop earrings, great sweat. Like... Looking at you, I don't think I would have guessed that you have the farmhand yeah. past experience. My family has it. Yep. Did you enjoy it, or now oh, are you happy yeah. to be away from it? Oh, no, Do you I look back on it, it fondly? You yeah, miss it? Yeah. I miss it. My aunt, one of my aunts, she also used to own, like, so there's this thing um, in Texas. I don't know if you heard of, like, trail rides. It's just like cowboys, like, it's like a, like a cowboy kind of community and they just kind of like they go, lead you yeah, yeah okay or whatever um and so wherever they may be and they just kind of go around like the cities and like cool. play different places or whatever and um on their like horses and like trailers and like you know rvs and stuff so it's very fun or um whatnot and my but my we grew up in that culture like zydeco it's like a country it's like this like country kind of jazz kind of music and stuff nice, like that. that yeah it's pretty cool um where they do a lot of line dancing and stuff like all of that like i grew up in you that had like the, yeah. the country the chicken coops and like my aunt Ugh, used to have smells. the chicken Ugh. the roosters i am terrified of roosters okay when you go in the chicken coop to try to get the eggs they don't they don't play about it they don't. Yeah, i mean isn't that that's their kid technically yeah, right yeah. yeah i used to get chased don't take my baby yeah 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 imagine if a giant after you gave birth to your child, a giant came into your apartment, house, whatever, and was like, I need this for my bacon, egg, and cheese in the morning. Right. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy, yeah. That, uh, yeah. So, I, I see the rooster's aggression in that sense, yeah, yeah. but rooster, I need that ba- I need right. that egg. You need that. I need that egg for the sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, is that smell just burned into your brain, too? For... The coops? Oh, no. no it's, I mean, it's... Like muck and stalls? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just something you get used to it, like cow oh, manure, horse to. manure. Like, it's just a thing that you just... Like, it's so funny, because I... In <laughs> Vermont, you know, I... In the spring, you can catch 
a whiff of the manure that's starting to come, you know, when like you'll be on just like a campus in Burlington, which is, you know, a small town Mm -hmm. and you'll just catch that manure of like, oh Mm -hmm. boy, I couldn't, I never got used to it. And all those farm kids were like, come on, this is nothing. You (laughs) city slicker, all that stuff. Yeah, I just never... It's almost as if they started to enjoy it because it was like the end of winter and it meant like back to the farm. Yeah, back to the farm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Being out on the farm is nice. Do you have a favorite activity? To like to be on like on the farm and stuff like that. I mean, I guess um mm, I don't know. I guess just like like putting the saddles on the horses and stuff mm. like that just like like just kind of like brushing the horse like mane and like really like yeah animal, me yeah. and my sister had our own horse and stuff and it's so Aww. funny because it's been so long that i forgot their name my sister probably remembers the horse name but i forgot the horse name she had i think she had the brown one i had the white horse so Ooh, yeah they were very beautiful fun. yeah and we used to just ride them around it used to be funny because my aunt my grandmother used to have like schizophrenia she used to send us to the store for like cigarettes. This is the time where you like you can send your kids to the store for cigarettes and stuff. I'm like, grandmother, come on. Like, <laughs> grandma, mama, come on. I'll get yeah. you a pack, but like you gotta give me two. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I can't. When did that trick? Because that seems again. You're. 31 yeah yeah this was the 90s you know it's not like this was 1962 or whatever and you're like i'm getting a pack of smokes and some bread with a nickel from my grandma like this was 20 years ago or whatever it's kind of nuts and it's it's like a just a close-knit neighborhood i think especially growing up in those neighborhoods is like when you know the families and stuff that Mm. grow up around it and so my father's um nickname was thing thing or whatever yeah <laughs> so it's like oh that's thing thing kids like you know because <laughs> he's out throwing that thing thing yes, yeah that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly I, what I knew I, I got it <laughs> I was there no worries <laughs> that's exactly, it's true it's true that's so funny yeah. oh jeez and I bet too that he loved I bet I bet he, he wore it like a badge of honor mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And my father was hilarious. Is that where you think you got some of this itch to make people laugh from? Yeah. He was... I mean, chew. I'm oh, that's... Gonna... Yeah. Go... That... Totally. Chew it out. By the way, these are sloppy Joes. I don't think we brought that up because we jumped right into it. And I love this conversation so far. Um, but yes, we're, we're having some sloppy Joes. And I was... A little worried that this was going to be the second meal flop because no, I've only no, not not like a meal flop and pick. Okay. It was a meal flop on my end of making it because again, like I said, the one it doesn't haunt me still because mm-hmm. like for a little bit when people were coming over after. Do you know Aisha May? Have you met her yet? I don't think I've met. She's her. Connecticut. She comes through here a lot. She does that cool show, Filthy Comedy. I've heard her before, but I don't think I've met her cool. before. So she came over and asked for. Oh fuck! It was a Persian dish. I was I'm blanking on the name, but I just, I just I just dropped the ball. Yeah. You know, some some things don't go well, yeah. and she was super nice about it. Yeah. You know, but for like one, two, three episodes after that, I was like, oh fuck, God, taste every second you can. Yeah. And at one part, I tasted this, and I was like, okay, I remember being a kid and not being crazy about sloppy joes. Yeah. But. You have to set that aside because mm. this tastes 
different and it still is good. Amazing. But I, like again, when you took that first bite and you were like, "Do you want to record me?" I was like, yeah. "No, absolutely yeah. not. I don't need. <laughs> I do not need that again." Because I was recording her. She was like, "Oh, really? yeah." Oh my goodness! No, this is this is great. You cannot go wrong with sloppy joe. I like it because it tastes like me. The I would have probably got like a can of the sloppy joe like sauce. Put it with some ground beef, slap it on a bun, and toast it a little bit, and call it a day. You have like a nice fancy bun. This looks like so. Did you? Did you? Is these bell peppers? Yep. Yep. Put some peppers bell in pepper. there. Yeah. So it's yep. you like actually I did, did yes. Yeah. But again, just just doing it doesn't make it good, you know. And that's that's how it's the bar that keeps you know no, you have to set for yourself. Yeah, so I'm yeah. so glad when you took that. He's bite, like, like, I need to put more seasoning for this black bitch. <laughs> 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 He's like, how much season? I need the paprika. Oh my! <laughs> not oh my god! You just nailed what happened, and not only that, you picked the fucking seasoning that <laughs> I added. Yeah, no, it's good. Oh my good. god! Yeah, I tasted it halfway through. It was like, this is too bland. No, no way. <laughs> this is this is not anything. Oh, this is good. Me, I so I. I like mine's. I, I don't like my food too like salty. Like I do light salt. I'll do like more like like herbs than I would than like actual like see like salt like maybe salt or anything. Salt like that. I think is is it's the, like a pinch. It's the for best me. and most important, but it's also the one that if you add too much of, it's going to torpedo yeah. everything. Yeah. It's like you can go crazy on like garlic powder, pepper, right. what like. Yeah. If you like hot, go crazy on chili flakes, whatever. Right, right, right. That's not going to, like, destroy the dish. Mm-hmm. If you add too much salt, it yeah. will literally be it inedible. Will, yeah. And I used to do, I used to, like, I'm not a great, I can cook, like, enough food to where I'm, like, me and my son can survive. But in terms of, like, being able to be like, oh, bring a dish like a potluck and it was like i'll go to the store buy something oh that, before, that, that's like, your you move know? Just, yeah. yeah and so um i don't like to use a lot of seasoning either like you know i'm i'm just enough like you know mm. I, i'll use enough if i'm cooking for other people and i'm like all right it they has know. to have flavor like, you know yeah or whatever so it just depends some people like like heavily like a lot of salt some people might not yeah did you so on that i'm glad you said that you don't really cook now mm-hmm. um is that what you do know how to cook, you said it yourself. You're like, we got to survive. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want to go down that like frozen food, no. just take out again. No, no, I do fresh. I do fresh food. I don't like to do take. I mean, like I cook, but it's like I'll do a protein. Um, do protein like, veggie starch. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That is me. I just keep it simple and stuff. I'm very big needs. on like. Yeah. I don't. I don't like do a lot of junk food. Um. I do drink a lot of water. I'm very healthy. Um. Just because I just can't get into. Like, I'm not like a junk food or like a out to eat person. And I try to be like frugal with like. Is it because of how you were raised? You think, or just because you aren't. Like, do you still enjoy Wendy's or is it? Yeah, from time to time. But I don't really, if I do, I'm not going to do, like, if I'm, I, I'm not going to do fast food a lot. I'll do, like, McDonald's here and there mm. because it is the closest. But if I'm going to do, like, takeout, it'll definitely be, like, go, like, from a Chinese place, do some chicken and rice. Or it'll have to be actually authentic food. I'm not going to do, like, fast food. I saw today someone posted a 
10 piece nugget meal from McDonald's is now $19. Yeah, McDonald's is expensive. The point like the point of the fast food was to be a cheap, quick alter- like alternative, alternative yeah. Yeah. option whether you're on the road or strapped and got to feed the fan like <laughs> Yeah. 20 bucks for 10 nuggets, a soda and fries like that's yeah. not Yeah. an alternative. No, not at all. It's insane. Yeah. It, yeah. The spike, uh, it's because if that's the only option, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, you can buy groceries, like you know. Yeah, and I'm, it's it's how what it comes down to is how you just said it's you have to then take that twenty and be like, I need to find a red a veggie, mm-hmm. a, a starch, and a yeah. protein, yeah. and learn how to make something out of this. Exactly, because and that's you can. the only option for twenty bucks. You can. When did how old's your kid? 12 12 okay yeah. so you had oh, you were pretty young mm-hmm. i had my son when i was 19 how wow how was smooth sailing at first i can't imagine um yeah i mean me and his father were together um at first and then we kind of it was like it got really toxic and we just kind of like caught it quits or whatnot but um I mean, I just had to do what I had to do. Like, at the end of the day, like, I was like, yeah. I mean, I was always, like, independent and always kind of, like, you know, like, always. That middle child attitude. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I've always, like, when I graduated from high school, I had a job. Actually, when I graduated from high school, well, I had a job and I was in college freshman year. So, I ended up stopped going to college, like, my second semester because that's when I ended up getting pregnant. I know. Um, And then it was just one of those things where, like, my son's father was taking care of me and whatnot. And that didn't work out. And so, then I was kind of, like, not really doing good, like, you know. I was kind of struggling. And then I just made it. Well, my brother was like, I'm not going to take care of you. You need to, like get a job and take care of yourself and i was like "Mm, okay and so (laughs) i was like do i have any choice and so i just like became like self-sufficient and kind of just relied on my own and i was like i can't rely on anyone to take care of me and so that's just that's like early 20s with a kid and you're having that back against the wall yeah i have to come out swinging Mm -hmm. so what how did you take that first step if, uh, if everything seems so insurmountable, if I, there's so much to do. Um, I think it was so believe it. So I used to growing up, like, I guess like in high school, like my I moved out because I just had like I was just more like I always want to do my own thing. I was very rebellious, I guess mm. you could say. Um, And so like anywhere between like six. 16 ish by my 17th birthday i was just kind of like i don't do my own thing and so very rebellious very just like insubordinate and stuff i was getting in trouble i actually went to jail when i was 17 yeah. no shit I we're gonna take a pit stop here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't just, you can't you can't just drop that and be like okay back to the other story yeah what'd you do what happened uh, so i just i ended up getting to a fight or whatever and when i was 17 i ended up getting to a fight and i ended up getting like the police called on and I went to jail and I was in there two weeks. What was the crazy thing um, was I ended up getting in jail, went there for two weeks and then I got out of jail because my aunt was like, you're going to sit in jail. Like, I'm going to let you sit in jail so you can think about what the fuck you did. So I was like, whatever. Um, And then when I got out, my aunt, she's like, I'm taking the door off your room and I'm doing all this. Like, and I was Ooh, like, you got the door yanked. Yeah. And, and she just used to do some like, uh, and my aunt, she showed me the like tough love. I love her. Um, 
And it was just like one of those things where I was like, I'm not staying here. So I'm moving out. And I moved out. Um, and then I was just like really off the wall. I'm not staying here. This is a prison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know what that's like. Right. <laughs> Exactly. And so then I um, end up running for prom queen. So funny because I go to school. The seniors had to go to school and I was well, we had to have we had half a day. We had to like check in and it was like literally the day before prom. Right. Um, And so we checked in and then I wasn't even supposed to be there like at school. I was supposed to like leave. I was supposed to be in the auditorium, but I'm like doing other bullshit walking around the school and the like school security officers was like. Courtney and I was like no they were like Dorothy I was like no my name is Courtney <laughs> so then they yeah, were like, yeah, let's, yeah let's go yeah, back to Courtney <laughs> right they were like come, come in here did you get in trouble and I was like no what happened they were like well like you know like the pe- like you know the police are coming up here to come get you and I was like for fucking what or whatever they took me to jail they were like you missed a court date and I was like I don't fucking know or whatever so Turns out I end up I had two court dates I didn't know from the first one and I ended up missing one of the court dates. They took me to jail. I was in jail for like another week right before and I was running for prom queen. I wasn't gonna win anyway, but it was just a simple fact that like I didn't even get to like I'm I running a campaign <laughs> officer. I can't deal with this on my record right now. Actually I felt like Trump, like you know <laughs> now that I think about it, like you know That's a good point, yeah, that's not gonna stop it. Yeah. I, honestly, it might have had that been part of your campaign after you gotten out, had the time to be like, I was in jail. People would have been like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Right. This is our queen. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and so um, I and since then, it was just like crazy. I was just like very like I didn't have it all. I was young. I was like 17, 18. And so missing court dates like I was supposed to be on probation, like like not doing what I was supposed to do, handling my business. It back and forth in and out of jail. I probably went to jail like over like maybe thirty times. Really? Yeah. It just kind of. It, but if it's all like that story of like fight, miss court dates, it sounds less like <laughs> a criminal right. and more like a person who just needed guidance or something. A, yeah. some guidance or like a hand out of the rubble to yeah. just like the tiniest little push right. up. Mm-hmm. And then true, you're yeah. good. So yeah. like, when did that? Was it the baby that caused it? Was uh, it somebody else? I don't think it was the baby. I just think that I had so much because with that, I think like I I did have a. I end up meeting my son's father while I was in college. I was in college. Meet my son's father while I was in college. And the way I didn't have like a car at the time, and the, what they were trying to have me, I didn't like. I couldn't pay my money like you know so the fees that they had me pay so I was just on my own really trying to like handle everything and it was just stuff that I couldn't handle as a child like you know and honestly I was 17 that I didn't even go to juvie they like put me in the big slammer and I was like what is this that's insane that they that there's no they were like you're considered as yeah in between yeah that they you can't just look and see like this is a child that needs our help yeah nope yeah. see ya yeah off to jail with fucking murderers yeah right <laughs> like, that's Exa- crazy that, that you literally- were in actual prison yeah and i'm like talking to like um the like you know asking people like oh y'all are real criminals <laughs> 
it was a girl in there that was pregnant i was like well what are you in here for she's like oh i was got cosh flushing like you know dope down the, the toilet or whatever and then i'm asking what are the so i was like all right you're a drug dealer so <laughs> i'm asking like other girls like what are you in here for they were like oh we got caught stealing okay so you're a thief like a thief so and then it's just I was, like i was mad and lashed out right, yeah. <laughs> i shouldn't be here exactly so it's just like wow did you get any buddy in your time whether like in and out whether first time 30th time whatever it was who was like hey you're a good kid you're on a tough path right now mm -hmm. i don't want to see that was there anybody who like kind of took you on on the shoulder and said that <laughs> or is it again just you being looking in the mirror and being like i'm fucking up i gotta stop oh it was me it was a little bit of both because even so like i was in there like they had like these dumb rules and i was still kind of like high like there's like those you can't dumb prison rules yeah <laughs> it was like but it was like oh you can't sleep underneath your cover and it's freezing and okay, i was no, just like i don't want to fucking like i didn't want to sit out there and socialize with like the criminals so i'm like the youngest person in there i wanted to like be in my bunk like sleep my days away and they were like no we're gonna make this as uncomfortable as possible so that you like it would suck. The TVs were, like, at the top of the shower. So it was just, like, people were watching you, like, TV and watching you, like, scrub your ass. And I was just like, oh, oh God, the, There's no privacy. No privacy at all. No privacy it, at all. It's, it sounds like the... the the sad and scary version of like mom that's i'm scared at summer camp come yeah, pick me up exactly, <laughs> like and you yeah. just can't yeah you have to just stay and accept it yeah the correctional officers were well some of them some of them just like just took their job way too seriously and it was just dumb like you know and was it was there i imagine they had dude correctional officers work no there it was all yeah, okay all right yeah. is that because i was gonna say i was like What's weirder, the guy who wants to be a gynecologist <laughs> or the correction, the male corrections officer in an all-female prison facility? They're both abusing their power somewhere. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny because I would say the guy gynecologist, <laughs> but you know what, though? I always said that I wouldn't mind a guy gynecologist. Like, you know, like, I feel like they will be more like truthful about stuff than Interesting. A, a female because they would be like oh i don't want to like i want to spare mm. your film like and let's just say i had like something going down there yeah. and it's like they're like oh be nice about it and then i feel like the guy is like well look like you know like oh you, like, you think that it just like cut to the chase yeah more, more yeah. blunt about it instead of yeah. like sister here's yeah. here's the here's the scoop yeah <laughs> like, you know yeah yeah, yeah i i just obviously it's weird but i don't know i think I, they're both weird and then it's like okay, well guys don't have it but then it's like they can probably know what to look for but i don't know interesting sure maybe i think the the stereotype in my head it was like yeah i'm gonna be a gynecologist because pussy rocks <laughs> <laughs> yeah I that's that's like where my mind and the again the, the male corrections officer of like I have power over these women. It's mm -hmm. like, what? It's just strange. Yeah. They didn't have um, the male, I, that's, which is good. But I feel like the women, female, were the ones that, like, I have power. Like, one of them. Also, yeah. Yeah. One of them, she, like, wanted me to move, like, 
bunks or whatever and she put me in this room where it was like freezing cold i was just upset she was mad because one day i just didn't want to get up like they like changed like sheets towels and stuff every like so often and so it was just one of those because they wake you up you have to do like count and it was just like a bunch of bullshit i was like i hate person i don't see how some people especially men like go back like constantly and it's like obviously you have to have like a boyfriend or something in there like it's, it, 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 it could, definitely could be that my first thought was that it's like um fucking Shawshank Redemption have you seen that no with the Morgan Freeman to uh I think it's Tim Robbins the Stephen King movie uh okay. it's a pretty it's a yeah. even though Morgan Freeman's in it it's yeah. a pretty white guy movie okay, yeah yeah okay <laughs> um but it's the structure yeah. that the I think men crave because if they lacked the structure in their previous life before the, their prison sentence yeah. and then they go there and yes, it's like you have to eat at this time, you have to wake up at this time, you have to piss at this time. Yeah, that all sucks, but if you do those tasks, you're still quote unquote doing the right thing and whether that's you want to atone or just like you like the structure who knows but it i truly think it's just that mental aspect of (laughs) craving the structure that might not have been there in a previous life Mm. and this theory is based again on Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> okay, nice. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Me, I think like that structure was. I want to be able to do what I want to do, and that you don't have that freedom. It's right. like you're literally. I mean, it is great because then, like you said, it does give you like a structure. So a lot of them come out, and it's like, all right, I got to get up in the morning. I got to do this. I got to do that. So it does create that like stability in terms of like routine in their life, but it also creates them like institutionalized like it all i feel like it also creates like some type of like narcissism or personality disorder because they are so suppressed and they have to like fit in or there's like these like different type of hierarchy checkpoint yeah, yeah like i was a good prisoner yeah. what am i outside of prison i yeah. can't i can't use my prison skills here and a, but a lot of them do use their prison skills and sure. it's like you're not in prison anymore like you don't have to think in that way like you can still use the routines like you know but that mindset because i think for men in those types of like especially if it's prison because you know they have different it's like you have like your county jails mm. and stuff like that and then you had have like prisons where prison. they ship you yeah. off and, and then you have like all of like these like gangs or like groups and you know and so some are like high some are and depending on like oh what are you in for some people will treat you like different than others or if you have money or how you were on the outside you get your influence so it has all this stuff and to where you can get like treatment and stuff but i've heard some horrendous stories about prison that's like crazy that how men are like sexually abused and stuff in there like as like the it's crazy and it's weird and i'm just like i I couldn't i couldn't even imagine i think to go back to the gang part and i just think gangs in general cults what like it just comes down to people craving a relationship with other people yeah they feel lonely they feel outcasted they Mm -hmm. need protection they want to feel safe Mm -hmm. and that unfortunately bubbles to the surface in 
a thousand different violent ways it's, mm. whether it's gangs cults religion is the same thing yeah, fucking true. catholics and protestants were killing each other because it was like you took a step with your left foot instead mm. of your right into the church or whatever right, which is yeah. insane that's crazy yeah so that i think is a huge reason of why just like that in like again the men gravitate towards just a gang whether or not they believe in that mm. just of like i need someone to survive with in here yeah yeah and whether or not they'd admit it i think is an interesting conversation of like no i can totally tough it out yeah. and then like on their bunk late at night they're like man i'm really happy i met rob yeah <laughs> like, right, exactly yeah like, i, I, agree. I a, get what you're it saying. sucks he's a nazi but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know some folks who's like because they do they have like lockdowns in prisons and stuff like yeah. that when they have like the riots and i know someone who was like we couldn't get in contact with him for a long time. And then he finally wrote a letter to me and was like, oh, yeah, I've been in lockdown because I got in trouble or whatever because Jeez. they were, like, fighting. And instead of me staying in my room, I went out to, like, engage in the fight and yeah. stuff. So they seen me on camera, like, fighting and doing that. I was like, why would you do that? And so then that they add on to your sentence when you are involved and stuff like that. So I'm just like, to some people, they get in there and they get so into two, in in institutionalized that they like you they get accustomed to that and it's just hard to break out of that to break like, that know? yeah yeah how all right what's your and mass incarceration is heavy in texas oh it's yeah in, yeah so i think the structure that we were talking about that some people crave you can take that in you know post prison mm-hmm how do you not go down that path again though like of stopping that institutionalized of like that's the structure i need that's the routine i'm used to uh-huh. Did, were you just like you said you were like fuck this i don't want to be here i don't have my freedom and it's just that the most important thing of like you don't have free will and you have to remember that you cannot let that be broken for sh- for sure i think that was like a thing for me because i was just like looking at other people i'm like i'm in here for like fighting like you get what i'm saying and it's just one thing where it's like i'm 17 i still have my whole life ahead of me and stuff which that i guess that is like a really eye opener for me because it's like all right you need to you are like hot-headed or you know very easy tempered so it's just one of those things where when I was in there, I was just like in hearing of why other people were in there. I was like, I'm not a thief. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not like caught up in drugs or like hanging around with people that do that. So I would never want to put myself and then having my own freedom and being able to do what I want to do. And then like how they like used to treat me and talk to me and stuff like that. And I just didn't really like that. And so when I went to court. And then another thing is like this system, they don't care, like, you know, and it's you're just it's, it's a you're a barcode, you're a number. Literally, um, it's so funny because one of the judges, so when after like my probation kind of like caught up to me and I had to go back into court to finish it, the judge, it was a white judge, and he opened the you know, my file and he's like, Oh, this is supposed to be finished a year ago and he was like, Drug test her. And I literally just smoked before I came to court, which is, I know it sounds crazy. (laughs) I had literally just smoked before I came to court, but he don't even know me. And they usually drug test you if you have a drug case. Like, you know, he just saw, he was like drug tester. And he was like, do you want me to take care of your, like, 
file or do you want the other judge and the other judge is a black judge who originally was handling my case but it was just like what the fuck dude like he, the black judge would understand yeah it was supposed to be closed a year ago we're on we're on color people time yeah it's like you said exactly. you were at your half hour late we <laughs> exactly. closed the case a year later yeah. that's how this works yeah and he was definitely trying to help me out he definitely helped me out um because the district attorneys they're like against you like the district attorney was trying to make sure she throw me under the like the jail she's so a white district attorney yeah I, I, no actually she looked like she could have been like latina or like italian yeah. or something like mm-hmm. she was just like every time she would call me and but she was mad because i just used to hang up in her face <laughs> and stuff <laughs> and when we'll get to court she's like you're you hung up in my face i was like i did not she's like yes yeah, she did and he's like miss whitfield like <laughs> it used to be yeah miss whitfield fucking chill (laughs) yeah it was it was it was a crazy time so it's just boils down to it's it's boils down it's so much easier said than done but you have to just keep the hope yeah i did you have to keep the idea that you will you will get better things will get better Mm -hmm. hope is a good thing Mm mm-hmm you should check out Shawshank Redemption. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I am. Uh, I have. Okay, perfect. I have a couple of fun questions because cool. your handle is Ask Dorothy, mm-hmm. and so I remembered that uh, Ask Amy was a thing, mm. but I couldn't remember. It's just a very famous internet column where people would be like, "Dear Amy," oh. but I couldn't remember her name, so I I literally googled. Ask advice column white lady. <laughs> and every it was like, ask Amy. I was like, perfect. So I wanted to ask a couple of the famous questions. Nice. See how you responded mm-hmm. versus the famous white lady blog. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dear Amy, I have a friend who is the father of a 12-year-old son. My friend's son's bedroom is filled with stuffed animals. These are not guy toys, but pink, yellow, orange, etc. stuffed animals. We have tried to tell the dad that this is not appropriate for a young man, but he just scoffs at us. There are hundreds of these stuffed animals in this child's room. What are your thoughts? Wait. The floor is yours. So the toys are stuffed animals? Yeah. Like just random stuffed animals. That's what it seems like. They're, they're stuffed animals and the colors oh, are, are pink, pink yellow, orange. orange stuffed animals. Oh, okay. For a 12 year old son. And that they're not guy toys. That's yes. So, okay. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like they're fucking stuffed animals. Does he even play with them? <laughs> are they just there for decoration? Like. Basically, what the answer is, is uh, my thoughts are hundreds of any toy is too much for a child to possess, but the colors are not for you to judge. Right, exactly. It's just, like, whatever. Has your kid ever came to you and been like, I want to play with this doll? Never. No? No, he he's he has, we, we've we done stuffed animals. He used to have this one fucking dog that he used to have mm. that he should be like, get that fucking shit. Get it out of my face. <laughs> but um, no dolls. Action figures. I guess they're male dolls. I, that's boy dolls, yeah, essentially. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which is so funny that mm. then if you just make the action figure like the girl version of it mm-hmm. that some people are like whoa yeah my thing i wanted so when i was like four i think <laughs> my mom and sister they'd paint each other's nails cool 
and I wanted so badly just to hang out with them while they did that. And yeah. I was like, paint my nails. It yeah. seems fun. Uh-huh. My dad, not cool with it yeah. at all. So yeah. I was only allowed one fingernail to be painted, and it was yeah. called my power nail. Your power nail. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Have you ever done, like, nail stuff with your son? No, we never done nail stuff. He doesn't need... My son is, like, straight, like, bro across the board. <laughs> you know what? Like, even, like, four or five, like, didn't want to, like... Never do makeup stuff with you never wow. no uh he never he never like walked in my shoes he never like played with hair or did anything i never i don't really wear makeup too often so mm. it's like he never really but my son like sometimes i'll do like certain stuff to like but he's like he's such a bro he's a bro <laughs> yeah. do you do you feel like Sometimes you're like, who the fuck is this kid? Yeah, like- <laughs> I do it all the time because sometimes he just thinks he's way too cool and I like hate it. Oh, well, he's also in that phase now where he is like definitely too cool for yeah, mom. He's too cool for me. Yeah. Anything I do, he's like, you're embarrassing yourself. I'm like, am not. <laughs> Let's see. I want to screen this one. Yeah. He's funny. What? What is. Okay. I don't even know what the problem is with this one. <laughs> My oldest son will be turning five next month. We are planning a party at a local park with simple games and food. My problem is I don't want guests to bring presents. He has lots of toys and I feel our house is overrun. However, I don't want him to be hurt with the expectation of opening presents. Please help. Overwhelmed with... Okay, so first of all, she's a horrible parent because... When my son just had a birthday on Thursday and, and Christmas is coming up, but we don't do like toys anymore. I think like we're yeah. kind of like past that stage. But in the past, like around October ish or moving into the fall, we discard all the toys that he doesn't play with because he will be getting like new toys for birthday and Christmas. So it's just one of those things like if he has a lot of toys, then you should be like getting rid of his old ones to make room for the new smart and plus then you can teach him that these are just objects Mm -hmm. and if you do like them then keep them but if you exactly if you don't then it's okay to get rid of them and make the space you don't have to hoard Mm -hmm. and be like oh maybe one day i'll play with it because then you're never gonna yeah so you gotta that's okay Mm -hmm. that's that's a good Mm -hmm. or just be like me one time my son pissed me off totally and i just threw his whole fucking box of toys away i was like fuck you everything is going except for the new toys that you just got for christmas and that's just the kindness of my heart That is the nuclear option. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, yeah, this is basically saying, you know, giving and receiving gifts is important, not because of the stuff you get, but the social exchange, the generosity and gratitude that they learn. Yeah. So, you know, it's fuck that parent yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're depriving your child of a very important part of life. Yeah. And at five, they're not going to understand like. Yes, mother, you're right. I do have too many objects. Yeah. I need to be more thankful for the emotional things in my life and the people around me. Right. And you don't necessarily have to open the gifts there, too. You can take them home and, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah, some parents are fucking weird. Weird. <laughs> uh, all right. I have one more, and yeah. this is the classic. Okay. Uh, if there were no societal or legal consequences, mm. what animal are you most curious to try and eat? Oh. (laughs) 
that is okay they say you are what you eat right mm-hmm. i would definitely eat a lion oh okay i would do a lion lions king of the jungle they eat pretty much damn near everything in their way so it's just like why i would eat them as they consume everything and you gain their power yeah exactly good fucking answer yeah dorothy this was rad um so fun ask dorothy's the handle do you have any shows coming up you want to plug or um i have a few shows coming up you can Find a link in my bio cool. on plug, Instagram. Yeah. yeah, ask Dorothy. Yeah. This was such a good time. Thank you so much Thank for you hanging out. Thank you for having me. Oh. All right. Guys, thanks for listening. Thank uh, you. Follow Dinner at Your Place. Follow Ask Dorothy. Love you lots and goodbye. Goodbye.